to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. The Star Wars Sessions podcast part that he loves a good Star Wars session. Absolute legends of Star Wars Sessions. This is the way, this is the way. Please welcome your hosts, Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions and the Bad Batch. My name is Matt Hudson, aka Jabba the Hud, and joining me here, as ever, in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon. He's the greatest Star Wars man, fan, buddy out there. He looks like he's rocking a Revenge of the Jedi t-shirt. It's Luke Bly, Master Blywalker. How you doing, mate? Oi, oi, Santa Loy. Sniff. Do you, do you smell that? <laughs> Smelling something. That's, 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 that's the bad batch. The bad batch. They're back, mate. They're back. I smell, I smell Ricker. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. now we're talking. <laughs> now we're talking. Like. <laughs> oh, it's a bad batch. Um, it's a bad batch season three celebration right here at Sessions HQ, here. mate. You know it. You know it. Um, can't wait absolutely buzzing to like dive into it hear, hear your thoughts we have literally just like jumped on and we want to hear each other like well I have no idea what you think and I love that I love yes. that yeah it's like so, a recap without a recap so for those who want to know for every show that comes out on Disney Plus we generally do a weekly recap a spoiler filled recap which is solely speaking about that show for the Bad Batch we don't do that not really for any reason but the well kind of a few reasons but the episodes are 20 minutes long and some of our recaps ended up being about like 15 minutes and we didn't really have much to talk about so what we do is we'll probably recap we're recapping these first three episodes or giving our thoughts anyway maybe we'll do mid-season we'll definitely do an end of season roundup we kind of do it in increments mm. with the bad batch that's not uh, to say we don't think the bad batch is fit because i think in the last year we've both come around to the idea that the bad batch is pretty much the rad batch at the minute even if record probably stinks but so just to let people know that we're not doing weekly recaps of the bad batch however we are going to dive into this one with absolute filth and gusto but before we do that my friend we mm. do have some delicious news coming out of our patreon department here at sessions hq don't we yes mate i'm loving this constant like uptick in patreon love lately um it's getting out of hand it is getting out of hand. It is getting out of hand. But a big oi oi savaloy to Jeff Ellis, who has signed up at the high ground tier. What a sick head. Welcome to the Patreon, Jeff. And uh, mate, enjoy all the content. Oh, oh. And this time it's Ooh. real. This time it is real. Like watch along Patreon exclusive announcement imminent. Imminent. Like, imminent. Like, as imminent. in, we know a date, we're just like creating some artwork for it. But you guys imminent. are going to know. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to know real right. soon. Real soon. Yeah. And Jeff, so. you, can, you can be part of it imminently. Yeah, Jeff, mate. Thank you so much for joining up to Sessions Patreon. We hope you enjoy all of the content, past, present and future. We've got years of it. Get stuck in. We hope you enjoy it and everything to come. And yeah. Keep your ears and eyes peeled for our next watch along, which we cannot wait to get stuck in with. So cheers for the supports. Now, mm. I can hear the sound of something in my ear. It sounds a bit like Bosk 
keep your ears peeled for that as well. But it is actually the chimes of Big Ben Kenobi, my friend. Tell all our newbies and our oldies what it all means. It must mean it's glad to news round. <laughs> According to online sources, Respawn Entertainment are to produce a first-person shooter video game based on a Mandalorian. Cal Kestis actor Cameron Monaghan has stated he would love to play the character in live action, but only if it meant something. According to online insider Daniel Rittman, Lucasfilm have met with Oscar-nominated actor Angela Bassett with an eye on a potential future role in Star Wars. Hi, this is Kenny Lee. This is Roger Christian. This is Misty Roses. This is Vanessa Marshall. This is Mike Quinn. I played Nine Numb in the Star Wars movies. And you're listening to Star Wars Sessions. Probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Sessions back again, boy. My heart and blood all rent, boy. Clone Wars ain't enough, boy. So you're asking when, boy? Capping every week, boy. That batch is on your screen, boy. Made that this plus debut. Made that back on hot It's the bad batch. mate what is it so good <laughs> good thank you mate so, back to it the bad batch it is just so good those who have been around in the trenches for long enough will remember that absolute club classic that banger the bad batch recap um, theme song uh, done by our buddy dan sexton who does all of our uh, pretty much all of our beautiful jingles for uh, the recaps but like we said, we're not doing weekly Bad Batch recaps, but every time we can dig out that classic, we will put it in your ears as much as we love listening to it. The Bad Batch Season 3 is here. Episodes 1, 2 and 3 have dropped on Disney Plus today, about four mm-hmm. and a half hours ago for everybody around the world. And now I'm sure we'll mention the times later on, but we have now got the first three episodes as Disney is uh, seemingly enjoying dropping more than one at a time. I love the fact that they do that. And we are here to talk about the episodes, but be warned, guys. We are going to be giving our thoughts and opinions on the episodes, but we are going to be diving into specifics, so we will be issuing our spoiler warning. This will Mm. be a spoiler-filled discussion. We know the episode has only just come out, but if you know, you know, you can't talk about them without talking about specifics. So we don't usually say, go away, but if you haven't watched The Bad Batch Season 3, Episodes 1, 2, and 3 just yet, if you're working, if you've got kids, you just can't get around to it, check them out. It's about an hour and a bit of your time. Then come back and have a listen. Um, otherwise, we are about to spoil everything for you. Please don't at us. That is the last spoiler warning. Loogie Boy, it's almost like a, an actual recap. Let's just get stuck into it. We um, Actually, just, just for the admin, for those who are new and have just seen this as a Bad Batch discussion, what are your thoughts on season one and two, like the overall Bad Batch 
And then mm. what did you think about these first three episodes, mate? I think um, Bad Batches, oh, someone's just knocked at my door. <laughs> great that? timing. Ring. Oh, we'll just that keep it in. Should we just keep it in? Great. Yeah, absolutely. The timing is it tension. It's it. tension. Yeah, it's tension. They all know. They all want to know. They, they want to know the Bad Batch <laughs> news. <laughs> They want to know my thoughts. Season one and two, I really enjoyed season one and two, mate. Um, I think Bad Batch is underrated by some, um, but I know it's very uh, appreciated by others, right? It's become more loved, and I think season two helped. I know that helped for us, mate. I think we rated season two better than season one. Um, It has its low points. It has its slower episodes, quote unquote, filler episodes sometimes, but it helps. It helps with getting to know the characters, right? Um, Season two clearly had direction. It clearly had a point. And maybe at times season one didn't always feel like that. It was kind of finding its feet, you know, thematically. Um, Season three... These these first three episodes, anyway, of our final season of Bad Batch seem to continue that. They seem to have a point. They seem to have a goal. Um, not perfect. Not perfect. The art direction, the style, the animation was absolutely superb. Superb. The animation is out of this world good. Maybe some of the best I've seen from a TV show aimed at, you know, younger audiences and families, right? It's a big deal, mate. It is yeah. a big, big, big deal. That's kind of, that, that's a nice little intro, isn't it? Would you say? I like you, it. Like, we've got the ring doorbell going on. Yeah. we got, you know. I like, what he thinks of it. Yeah. Or they. Yeah, they, 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 they loved it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they mm. came around to watch it with you. But that's, that's a very succinct way of saying it. I liked season one. Uh, I really liked season two. And I know you've been doing a kind of cheeky rewatch whilst you've been doing the ironing and doing a bit of work like <laughs> I have. I've just been putting episodes on or letting it run. And those, those connective episodes or filler episodes, whatever people want to call them, they stand up in, in a binge watch. We were lucky enough to watch every episode of season two, apart from the finale in one bingey go. So those, those filler episodes as such didn't feel like that. Uh, season one, maybe they did a little bit more, but yeah, they're, they're developmental episodes and, the reason why the batch are so loved now by so many people is because of those episodes where we just get to see them larking about a little bit. Um, but yeah, I agree with you, mate. I think season two felt a little bit more focused, it felt a little more linear in terms of where it's going. And I'd heard just from the initial uh, reviews coming out from those who saw it early um, mm. that it felt very much like the episodes just continued their story one after the other you didn't really have a mission of the week or a side mission and from these first three episodes that certainly feels like it's going to be the case that it's just going to be 16 episodes which is just one big long story we probably mm. won't have any you know weird quasi pod racing episodes or i don't know zillow's well give it, we'll see give time, zillow's give FOBs flying about <laughs> but there will probably be something like that somewhere but the first three episodes, they certainly felt connected. They felt stitched together. I see why Disney, Lucasfilm, sorry, uh, decided to release them all as a as a trilogy as such because they really do work narratively well together. Now, what did we think of them? We're going to talk about that, mate. I'm going to throw the million-dollar question at you and also the most um, churlish one. What episode was your favourite? One, two, or three? Episode one was called Confined. Yeah. Episode two was called Paths Unknown. Yeah. And episode three, 
Shadows of Tantis. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, episode <laughs> none of them. <laughs> I, I'm glad that they released three episodes because episode one and three kind of connect really yep. well with each other. The second episode's good fun, bit more action. They all have their merits. The first episode. Although uh, quite tense, quite bleak, actually, I wrote on my notes here. It's like it's, it's, although the art direction, fantastic animation, that fantastic. Is stunning visually, visually a feast. It was a bleak episode. I wrote here, would kids actually enjoy this? I don't know. Yeah. For, I, I will say that I watched um, my, my little one. She's seven. She was designing a mug, which she drew BB 8 on for me. Um, oh. And she did that whilst I was watching it. And mm. she was kind of like half, she didn't know what the bad bad, she's got no idea what it is. She just knows it's Star Wars. She, she's only heard of it about an hour ago. And she was, she was watching it. She was sort of, but I saw her put the mug down and was watching it as she was going along. So mm. she was kind of invested in it, despite not knowing anything about it. But would kids who actually know what the bad batch is or, uh, or as an introduction really enjoy it? That's a good question. I would love to see what the wider audience says about that or the evidence says. Mm, yes yes good point mate good point so i i always think it's interesting to hear first-hand accounts you know we've got jamie mm. r on our discord he's been watching it with his daughter <laughs> yeah. like this a bad batch season two um this week Ooh, discord and it's it's been really nice seeing and hearing those interactions because none of my like nieces or nephews watch bad batch are either too old or too young right and th- that's always the back of my head with any Star Wars, but particularly animation, is is will children enjoy this? Mm-hmm. And the first episode, there were awesome moments in it. But yeah, I'm just saying it was a bit bleak and a bit slow. And although as an adult, I'm sitting there thinking, yeah, I'm liking this. This is really different to the season two uh, intro that kind of starts with a bang, literally starts with a bang. They're running on a beach from these crabs trying to kill them. And this is almost like a thriller, isn't it? With with yep. little Omega, you know, being stuck in a prison in Mount Tantis. Um, yeah, it just feels quite somber. Felt quite somber. I think I think that's maybe a more appropriate word for it. But I suppose the situation is somber, isn't it? It is mature. And sometimes I always remind myself. Oh, and by the way, I loved some of the horror themes in the second episode. That was amazing. Absolutely amazing. Sometimes it's good for kids to feel scared, to feel um, the the dread, the danger. Jim Henson, I always say this, but Jim Henson was a big advocate for that. You know, you watch stuff like classic fairy tales, uh, The Dark Crystal. It is a bit scary. It is a bit creepy. It's meant to be. It's crazy. But it's still within sort of the, the the confinements of a galaxy far, far away, which is still, you know, family friendly. And yeah, I just I, I wonder if this is family friendly enough. Mm. We'll see. I know. First, I, I the first episode. The, the other. Yeah, two no, I'm. Brilliant. I'm with you. I've got eerie. It's ominous and pretty foreboding. You've got. It almost felt kind of Gilliam-esque. What Terry Gilliam-esque at one point or. That or um, what's that guy called? Um, he did. Oh, it's going to annoy me now. I can't think of his name. But he did Children of the Something. Really odd French guy. Um, but with the music and the the long static shot corridor shots and just the the high angle shots 
Um, mm. The guy's name will come to me in a bit, but um, yeah, it did feel very, um, very, it was slow, but I actually really, really enjoyed that. Like to, to your point, mate, as an adult, I'm watching this thinking, do you know what? I, I'm quite, actually quite like this more. And I, and I, don't, mm. I don't mean to want to be, to be the one who has to say this, but mature take on it where it, you know mm. there is no action really we're just following amiga she's in confinement she is you know we're following her everyday life we see nala say who's this broken kaminoan um hemlock mm. is a proper baddie just lets the stormtroopers die outside mm. of the perimeter which of course is a MacGuffin straight up or a um Chekhov's gun you mentioned that it's going to come back in time and you find you know crosshairs just laying there basically just waiting to die um it's you know it's a really quite um yeah thematically dark episode or gray mm-hmm. episode i mm-hmm. thought is great but as a introduction to the season yeah it's a really good question to ask kids you know the second episode maybe they'd expect that more of that the kids coming into you know the fun action part one was very much a it's oh, oh, <laughs> i'm gonna be the guy to say it again mm-hmm. it was almost andor-esque in the fact that it was like do you know what we're gonna take our time here we're not interested in the Star Warsiness of it all, as much as we are just t- showing you the psyche of the people who yeah. are we're going to be following for this first, or at least this first uh, third or quarter of the season. I really, really in- enjoyed that side of it, mate. Um, Jean-Pierre Genet was a director I was thinking of, Lo- Lo- City of Lost Children and stuff like that. The, his direction, I got a lot of that from this. But yeah, I actually really quite enjoyed this first episode and the, and the, the crumbs that it set up. The idea that They've got a, the M counts came into it again that we found about Mandalorian that, you know, we, we're, we're getting these specimens, but none of the midichlorians, let's call it what it is. None of the midichlorians are transferring over. They're degrading. And I don't know, there's like the whole harvesting and blood transfusion. It's very, ooh, somebody doesn't like any of those things. It's, ooh, but it is mm-hmm. quite a heavy subject, isn't it, mate? For what is apparently a kid's show. Well, the 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 blood tests was a really really cool s- storytelling device in the episode. You know, you've got an Amiga not liking the needles initially, but then to show that times passed, her hair's changed. But then she gets used to the needles. She don't like them, but she's more used to it. She's more in the routine, right? It's to show that t- times passed, and she's becoming maybe maybe a little more institutionalized, which is what those places are designed for, even in the yes. real world. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. There was a lot of adult themes here that sometimes I felt like this episode finessed more adult, uh, themes in a better and more mature way than, uh, than some live action episodes of Star Wars, which is, which yep. is wild, isn't it? But that, that's why I think it does beg the question is this, is this an appropriate episode despite me really enjoying it despite me loving it is <laughs> this a is this appropriate for you know kids going maybe i'm wrong maybe maybe i'm completely underestimating you know kids star wars fans and i'll be really really interested but i think families will watch the three the three episodes together and i i can't help mate but think of them all as one episode one introduction pretty much yeah? Yeah, and I like that we, you know, we started off with Amiga and Crossell Sniperhead. He's there. Oh, mate! At one point, I think Sniperhead, bless him, 
Uh, this might have been on. Is this on the? Is this on the third? No, it's on the first episode. It's on the first episode. Amiga visits oh, Snipehead, and it, and, it, and it's implied she visits him every day. And Snipehead's like, oh mate, which is Crosshair, by the way. If you're new to the show, we call Crosshair Snipehead. Translation, yeah, translation. <laughs> Snipehead, uh, we, mate, he definitely, definitely wants a cheeky one-way flight to Switzerland asap because he's had. <laughs> oh wait, can he? He's had enough. He has had enough of this wee lass coming to his cell every day complaining about him. Betcha, 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 betcha. <laughs> there is no wee. You heard the dignitas in his Shut. voice as he was saying it. Shut <laughs> up. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> He's just begging for death at that point. How did you even it? get here? How did you even get here? <laughs> He's like, tech had it easy. Tick, tick, tick. Uh, oh, <laughs> I love that, though. I love that crosshair. He's just he's just crosshair, isn't he? Sniperhead. He's just sniperhead. He's just uh, mm, yeah. curmudgeonly old so-and-so who is, yeah. has been just, beaten down. Just and a murderer. Hand is, so. His hand is shaking, mate. They, they, they show that immediately. I know mm. the Rotten Tomatoes um snippet they dropped last week also showed it but they make a point of of just closing and framing his hands and they're you know they he's got a shake to his hands and of course as a sharpshooter that probably isn't going to be the most helpful addition to his arsenal but mm-hmm. little little things like that but yeah mate amiga I, I love how they show the passing of time where she puts that that straw doll that um you know the the mock-up of the one she has in the the ship the marauder she puts it on the windowsill, and then the next shot, she's got that ponytail to show the passing of time. Mm. I thought it was really good, rather than putting three months later or six six months later. So yeah. we need to know is it's been long enough for her hair to grow out. So it's probably been a good six months, maybe or a couple of months. But um, yeah, really, really, really like that, and the fa- and her interactions with Crosshair to start with, and how they ended up as well. I, I really think that what this show does well is its interactions with its characters and in those quieter moments as well as the wild wrecker goes mental moments. I really think they do. And I think in this episode, the music or lack of almost, it's more about an ambiance more than music almost really does help the show grow. And I can't get past what you said, because it is so true. This is the great episode to almost show people that, you know, but for those who say, Oh, it's a cartoon for kids, Jamie Richards, it's a cartoon for kids. You can show them this episode and be like, well, this isn't really for kids. In fact, it's actually diving into something a lot more. But then at mm. the same time, is it going to be enough to get pe- people who are new uh, into the show? Is it enough to keep the kids exi- entertained? It's such an exciting mm-hmm. um, discussion to have. And I mean, that really is quite exciting to see where it's going to go. Because if the season flip-flops between this more mature tone, which it is, and and the fun that we get in the second episode, which is still there is still fun with a feeling of some kind of stakes. We know that the bats aren't necessarily going to die straight away. They might do later in the season, not in the second episode, but um, if, if they could mix, but even the second episode, it had some high drinks, but it didn't feel like it was a kind of hey, wacky episode. It still felt pretty heavy because it continues thematically with, we need to find Omega. We've lost our brother tech. We're, we're, you know, we're in the doldrums here. I love that. Tick. Tick, tick. I hope he, I hope he stays dead, mate. I dead? hope he stays dead. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's under. Do you think? He do you better think? be. I'll he better be. Myself. And again, people. I know people love Tick, but 
we, you know, they're already bringing, as per the trailer, Star Adventures is coming back, fine. They've brought back Palpatine and Tross, fine. They've brought back Maul, they've brought back so many other people. Mace Windu, Sam Jackson's desperate to come back. There mm. needs to be state. And also, for a kid's show, it, it does, similarly with what Rebels did with Kanan, mm-hmm. it does show, you know, th- sacrifice and, you know, the importance of life and the importance of friendship, bonds, and also what that loss can do to somebody as well. It's heavy stuff that sometimes an animated series aimed at younger people can touch upon in a way that is accessible for kids to understand. So I, mm. I and if they don't, if they do bring him back, yes, yeah, a cop out. It's nothing less than a filthy cop out. I don't think, but I hope he stays dead. And I love yeah, Ted, I, but stay I dead. agree. Steaks and it steaks, bit of aromat. Oh, or salt and pepper, Himalayan salt and pepper, you know, just well, of course. good to call it. Call it how it is, you know. Um, bit of Nala say, Nala say, Nala say, Nala say, is uh, <laughs> she really, she really, I swear, they've just like slowed down her speech even more. Yeah. Just slow it way down. She kind of gives me like uh, Mr. Burns from The Simpsons, but when he's drugged up and he's radioactive, you know, in like the one of the earlier <laughs> yes. seasons, it, it, like they yes. think it's an alien, don't they? Like the X Files. He's like, <laughs> I come in peace. That's kind of like Shoot Nala. him or kill him. Yeah. 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 That's <laughs> it. Peace, kill him. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I love that episode. Quality. Mm, but, time. you know, great to see, great to see the connective tissue in all of these episodes, actually. And you've already hinted at it. Yeah, you know, like the, you know, the cloning stuff, Palpatine and that. We'll get to that. But the connective oh. tissue between everything, the different eras, prequels, it feels still prequely. But I'm loving this kind of like this, this vernacular, this style that is imperial that is present in these episodes, right? The empire is, 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 you know, fully operational at this point. Yeah. And I love that. I love seeing that in the architecture and in everything, the design is subtle, but sometimes it's in your face. It works, mate. It works big time. The other thing I loved um, from the first episode, and then we might as well like bang on mate, might as well go to the next one. Um, is she built her own little toy, her doll. Yep. Loved that. Very sweet because she was missing that. And then it was taken away from her, but then Emery gives it back to her at the end of the episode. Very sweet. Yeah, she's a kid. It's 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 humanity, isn't it? It's human. Yeah. It's normal. From a clone. It's, yes. Yeah, mate. Yeah, mate. And she misses. She misses her family, doesn't she? So that's like a little, little oh. memento that she could make to almost cling on to that idea, something that old Sniper doesn't have. You know, he lost faith in that a long time ago, but she naturally just has that a bit more than, than, than him and therefore has hope, mate. Hope, family, hope, Star Wars. This is Star Wars. There it's it is. Star Wars There we go. There it is. There we go. Even if they kill all the batches off, all batches, the name of the dog, then they've got to have <laughs> some hope in there somewhere. But yeah, em- Emery, em- Dr. Emery Carr, interesting one because she's flip-flopping all over the place, which I love. And we'll speak about her probably more in that third episode when we get to the third episode. But you know, she's you know, she's she's showing humanity and obviously the discussion, it's almost like Blade Runner, the discussion of humanity within a clone or in that case a replicant versus actual humans and uh, you know, we think, mm-hmm. is she really there to help Omega as a sister? Or mm-hmm. is she la- so loyal to Hemlock and the Empire? Interesting character she's going to be. Hemlock also comes out. We we know he's a bad guy. He sacrificed those stormtroopers at the beginning. 
And at the end of the episode, he says to Omega, yeah, you try getting out again. Crosshair, dead. I'm going to kill him. Uh, <laughs> your mate up there, he, he will be the one to suffer, not you, because I need you. And so does Nala say. Him, though, upstairs, dispensable. So mm. it's putting all this pressure and fear onto the shoulders of a kid. You know, Hemlock, mm. I think, was a great villain in season two. I think he's going to be a fantastic villain in season three as well. But yes, episode one, mate. I did enjoy this one an awful lot. Um, and then, yeah, Disney Plus, the the menu kind of informed me before I was going to watch it that it was going to be Omega episode and then, you know, the, the Lad Batch episode. So I already knew that as well. But I quite like the... Um, yeah, the thumbnails, the idea the of, thumbnails gave the, it away. The yeah. thumbnails gave that away. But I do yeah. like the idea, though, that look, episode one, so, sorry, everybody out there doesn't like it, but it's Omega and Crosshair. We're going to focus on them. Hmm. Then when we move into episode two, we're going to tell that story. We're not splicing it and rushing it. I like that, mate. And mm-hmm. obviously episode two then brings us on Paths Unknown is following Hunter, Hunter and Wrecker, Wrecker. Uh, as they're now obviously looking for Omega and Hemlock. What did you think of episode two then, mate? Uh, let's start with the design again, right? Like the last mm-hmm. episode, the design again. I love the Star Wars animation is so comfortable with itself that it can flirt with more experimental design in mm. a galaxy far, far away, right? Naughty. Um, and Again, something that is sometimes, sometimes lacking from live action, right? You know, that, that introduction to the second episode, Paths Unknown, they're on this like new planet that would, I, I think it's new. They're in this palace that looks like a, uh, like a, like a Norwegian, an old Norwegian palace or church. Viking. I knew you'd love the building. I, 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 yeah. I, I, I poorly wrote down Gothic architecture. It ain't necessarily, it is very yeah. much more of that. <laughs> Bavarian, but I was like, "Yeah, Luke's going to love this. He'll tell me what it is." I uh, yeah, I I really really <laughs> enjoyed enjoyed that. It was really really cool, mate. Really really cool. I wish yeah, we just sometimes had a bit few more daring designs sometimes. But yeah, all, I say that sometimes it it suits animation better, right? Even in the Clone Wars, there are things we've seen Clone Wars and Rebels that I'm like, no, I do not want to see that in live action. I think it would look stupid, right? But saying that, in the last like 12 months, we got we got Space Whales in Ahsoka. So, <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. And I actually think that did work pretty well in Ahsoka. I was like, that, that could be really stupid. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not the biggest fan of it in principle. And yet in Ahsoka, I think it worked pretty well. Fair so, enough. Big up, mate. Big up. Uh, yeah, mate. So episode two, enjoyable. Really enjoyable. To me, it felt like, oh, yeah, this, but this, this is classic Bad Batch, right? <laughs> yeah. Classic. Classic Bad Batch. Um, you could easily think this is a bit of a, a filler episode, but it's not. It's really, really not. It's integral no, to it's the lads trying to find Omega, right? Omega, Omega. Um, yeah, and, and we and we get baby regs, mate. Baby regs. It was baby that regs. Daniel Logan. That wasn't Daniel no, Logan, was it? I think it was Julian Dennison. I haven't checked, but I think it was Julian Dennison, the lad from Hunt for the Wild of People and Deadpool. Oh. And like that. I think he's the only other young New Zealand actor I know of at the minute. I think it was him, though. But yeah, Danny Logan, they didn't pull a Freddie Prince Jr. in the Bad Batch where they had 50-year-old Freddie voice 10-year-old Kanan and it was... 
it's probably the worst part of the show that was, but um, I think I it was Julian Dennison. Yeah, I had until the other day when someone mentioned it and I went back to rewatch and the episode is great, but it's definitely Freddie Prince Jr. doing that voice. and It's so weird. Um, but yeah, um, yeah th- this isn't a, a filler episode at all. And I love that you kept calling them the lads because in my notes, I've just put the lads. It's all they're called. Like the yeah. lads go to the planet. The, yeah. the, the, the young clones stop the lads. <laughs> so, yeah. and they arrive to help the lads. So <laughs> the lad batch is in full force. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. Yeah, this could it. easily be seen as a, oh, here we go. They're just going to, you know, laugh mm-hmm. about on this planet and maybe get somewhere at the very end, but it's not really going to, it's going to be consequential maybe. But no, this, this is what I hoped it would be. It follows on, not necessarily um, narratively, because the first episode was so unique in ter- compared to this, but it follows on the yeah, thematically, like we say. You know, we know we, we've seen Amiga her plight. Now we're going to see what the lads are doing to try to get her back. How are they dealing with all of this? They miss her. Hunter is Hunter. Excuse the pun, but is a wreck. Wrecker says, "Look, Echo and Rex can be here in two rotations, what two days, I guess." Mm. And he's like, "Yeah, no, we're not waiting for them. We go now. We we can't leave her any longer." And Wrecker even says, mate, the last time we stormed an Imperial base like this, one of us didn't make it. And Hunter's still like, he just goes. So Hunter is is impulsive. He wants to get Omega back by any means necessary, by hook or crook. And how is that going to play out down the line? That, you know, they're, they're setting up these breadcrumbs. This is like you said, this isn't filler because, and not that you said it was, but this isn't filler at all. Some people will say it is. Because they're setting up so much, they're showing us Hunter isn't quite there. Wrecker is the one with the brains, uh, which mm. has never happened. The mm-hmm. yeah, the young regs, the little, the defective CTs—they're just That's out there point. foraging. Lord of the Flies and all that. Well, Even they're kind of like they're kind of like uh, Casa and his family. Yes, in Andor, right? Like it really reminds me of that. It's a really similar setup. Yeah, even yes. even uh, visually, the planet, you know, like it's like wow, yeah, this is this is that's real a, similar. So, oh, mate, do you know, and I don't think it is. No, it's too. It doesn't. The timeline doesn't work out, or does it? Because no, it, does, was, it uh, could. It could. There was that scene in Andor episode one, I think, where or two, where Cassa, Cassie, mm. and little Cass, he goes to look over like the where the Imperial mining accident was. I don't know what it looked like, but you know, it kind of looked a little bit like that. So yeah. can you imagine yeah. if that was that, that would be Canari. Um, <laughs> it c- could be the timeline would work out in fact. Yes. Um, but another thing they add is that there's these creatures on the planet that are born specifically because of the Imperial experiments. The imps are experimenting and creating fauna basically. And that's what ends up attacking them on the planet. There was one mm-hmm. moment where I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. boy, um Wrecker gets out of the ship and he says oh it smells like rancid jotaz out here yeah i was like yeah jotaz are those big ugly things from fallen order that's where they came from so uh ah. jumped, jumped on wikipedia make sure that's the right thing yep so I a little fallen order was... reference there jotaz um but there's also a, a an ewok called joe taz yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> there is an ewok called joe yeah, Joe. <laughs> Joe, there was that girl in Book of Boba Fett who um hangs yeah. around with Cobb Vamp. I think she's just called Joe as well. She just fixes up speeders. Joe, mm. Joe, get everyone inside. Why is everyone just called Joe? I don't know. They need to. They, what happened to naming our characters Boss Nass? Do you know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Exactly. What happened? 
bus. What happened to the good times? Yeah? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Blame it on the boogie. Make, make Star Wars names great again, okay? <laughs> <laughs> or just keep them as Joe. <laughs> Joe's a great name for anybody out there. We're not knocking on the name Joe. We've got lots of listeners called what? Joe. <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah, Star Wars. Star Wars them up. But saying that, like, it's, it's the balance, isn't it? Luke isn't that particularly. Yeah, Luke. You know, yeah. Weird name, is it? Ben. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you've got to... Been gotta, there since yeah. day one. Balance, balance. Uh, I liked that this episode pretty much revolved around snakes, basically. <laughs> I know they're not. I know they're not snakes, but oh, why did it have to be snakes? Classic science. Yeah. yeah, I hate snakes. So That's what? what I thought of. It did feel a little bit Indiana Jones, actually, this episode at times. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is real, This is classic indie. Yeah. Like, liked it, mate. And the horror, the horror stuff, there was that scene where the vines were like chasing after the little baby clone and he got knocked over and like it, you saw a point of view, like the camera angle was really good. It was really, really, really good. <laughs> and that's, that's when I wrote, again, the kind of diet horror themes. Yeah, the watered down horror themes. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Adored it. Great! This is a cracking episode. I mean, they all are. They He's all are. It. But it's a really good episode, mate. Really, really good episode. Then you have got the two other gimpy uh, regs, baby regs, trying to uh, steal <laughs> oh, those guys. Steal the bad batch mobile. You know, yeah. stacks <laughs> and mocks. Their name was stacks and mocks. Oh, more clone Stick. names. <laughs> yeah, no, Scott Fisher's going mental now, isn't he? Was he? Yeah, you know it. I did think of Scott during this. I was like, oh, clone boy loves it. Loves it. <laughs> I wonder, you know, why he's called Stack. Why do you think? <laughs> I can't he's imagine got a, fresh, a fresh stack of uh, Star Wars Unlimited trading cards, maybe. Oh, I was thinking pancakes, but yeah, that's, that's a better tie in that is. I do like pancakes. Toy. I do like pancakes, mate. Yeah. I really fancy a stack of pancakes. So thanks, Bad Batch, for getting me all tuckered up on pancakes. But yeah, well, I thought he was going to get um, nom-nommed by one of the slither vines. But yeah, I mean, there was that POV shot and this, this vine just basically goes around his neck and face. And I was like, oh my God, it's going to eat him. It's, like, it's actually going to kill him. Obviously, I'm all over those horror vibes, mate. Give me them all day of the mm. week, especially when they've mm-hmm. got that star warsy vibe where it's accessible horror and that's that's what it should be i've always Mm -hmm. said that i love horror more than most things but in star wars it needs to be accessible be scary you know be a little bit frightening you could even say the first episode in its bleakness is you know scary um because it isn't out of the realms of possibility um but yeah the the first episode has suspense doesn't it that's it that's it and then the second episode, yeah, has these more kind of action-packed, but still a little bit horror vibes. You, you can tell how this season is leaning into a more mature um, theme and Vibe, delivery, yeah. right? Delivery. Cool. And I, I suppose maybe maybe it's a conscious decision. Maybe they want to grow with the audience a bit like Clone Wars uh, somewhat did. At yeah, times, maybe it's a direction that we're going to end up again. Not to say that they're all going to get blown to pieces, but maybe yeah. because if you if you think about it, and this is hypothesising too much, but if we are in for a bit of sweet ending, let's call it that, having fourteen episodes preceding it of you know light-hearted japes, and then the last two be like, oh, that then they all died. It doesn't really tonally work. Whereas if you have a 
what we've had so far, like you said, eerie, tense, mm-hmm. atmospheric, ominous, mm-hmm. foreboding mm-hmm. beginning, then you kind of almost setting yourself up. And this episode really helps with that. They're just in the bowels of this old, abandoned, blown up Imperial lab that used to belong to Hemlock, which is also they got the, imp- the information from those read lady durant at the beginning she gives them that information it's kind of well it is um is old information hemlock's gone by then and those young little regs help them out when they take the mad batch down there uh, but it's it also then sets a little thing up right at the very end i know we before we mentioned obviously the fact that they kill the thing but at the end when the little regs bring the marauder the ship in to save them and they say look we've got a mission to do we'll take you somewhere safe we know an island that's very safe, and that's um, Ireland. Cabo, I think it's called. Ireland. They're going, they're going to Ireland. <laughs> they're going to Skellig to annoy Luke Skywalker. <laughs> um, so he's talking about Papu. Obviously, they idyllic island they introduced in season two. Now, is that a little little bit of breadcrumb that you know we know this island? We'll take you there. You can start your new, your life new. But so they've set that up. But was uh, what did you think about the the creature design then? Because it's a sarlacc, basically, isn't it? What they it's a massive sarlacc. What they seemingly introduced yeah. and then killed at the end. They, they blew it up mercilessly at the end. Salak's cousin, isn't it? Salak's cousin. Did I tell you that I used to live um, on the same street as a dude who used to have a like a really like a French name? I think his name was like Francois, or no, it wasn't even Francois. It's like a. Uh, it it was it was that it was it sounded to someone who doesn't necessarily know French like it sounded mm-hmm. more feminine than masculine, right? I haven't heard so this, this story, t- I don't think already. But he had this big old beard, right? Big old beard, and you know, bit of a bit, nice, nice guy. Uh, kept himself to himself, but he changed his okay. name. Yeah, and his name wasn't it was Sarlacc, but it was close. It was Silac. <laughs> I can't say his surname, but he also gave himself a new surname, and it was it was. It was wild. It was like something you'd hear out of, you know, like a Sarlacc, like a wizard book. Wizard, you're a wizard, Sarlacc. Sarlacc. That is a good little story to tell. Maybe this Sarlacc was French. Maybe that was your mate. Yeah, <laughs> that's how he what ended. I mean. That's actually the point that I'm making. Is maybe this was a French Sarlacc, so that's why it was slightly different. Do you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> the vines. That's why are just, I didn't know when to stop. Yeah, yeah, and the vines, you know. Wine. Wine, vine, yeah, vineyard, vineyard. Here we go. He's Thank done you. it. Thank you. He's done it. French. Here we go. So, yeah, Olympics this year. Yeah, they, well, they, French or not, they yeah. blew it to Kingdom Come at the end, didn't they? They were like, get I the whole crate of explosives. I actually, I loved a moment that I adored was the thermal detonator being dropped and it, it goes to the bottom and it kind of just, you know, swirls around and then goes in. It's little details like that. It could have just gone down, exploded, bang, done. Yeah, yep. and we would have got the same outcome. But no, that those little additions, really good directing, really good yep. directing. Yeah, mate. I, I, th- great episode. Action-packed, adventuresque, classic Bad Batch episode. I like it. Doesn't doesn't you know blow me away? I don't go no. wow, wow, what an episode! You know, oh, it was wow. it was good. But together, it was though, a great standard. Together, it works. Yes, you've got kind of um, two different sides of the same coin, haven't you? And you're getting different flavors, but both both complement each other. Especially like what we've kind of we've laboured this point to death almost. Those like horror 
and more more thr- thriller serious tones of of these these yeah. uh, debut episodes mate yeah big time big time and i think that's why they work mate is previously maybe the episodes that some people point out and say oh that's boring or naff maybe they totally feel different than what came before and afterwards whereas these do feel like one part of the same story there's you know yes. different different genre or subgenre perhaps but they still feel like they're connective where they don't feel like mission of the week or anything like that and i really hope the season continues like that but the the third part then of today's triple header was shadows of tantis which already just sounds like an eu book from like the early 90s or something like that um and again let's talk about the design what did we think about it mate this was probably the one that people are going to be talking about the most would you say uh yes <laughs> obviously uh, this this is like a nice um bow on top of the you know present isn't it yeah just papa 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 <laughs> is here <laughs> big daddy and we get a name drop project necromancer mate we get, we get a name drop which is something an expression that we've heard in the mandalorian season three didn't we? We with the Shadow Council, they're talking Pretty about. Sure, we heard it before that as well in the Mandalorian. I'm sure it may have been set up even earlier, but it's a was, huge time. Or was it season two? We heard. I'll have a little looky, but either way, mate, it's a huge time and yeah. a massive confirmation. Yeah. Now I feel, Matty boy, I feel slightly split about this. Go on. I feel, yeah, because part of me, I. I'm loving that we are diving into clearly the foundations, and I think foundations and foundations is a is a, an important word in this context of pa- Palpatine's return return in the Rise of Skywalker. Sorry, I've got something in the <clears throat> got something back in my throat, mate. That's Sarlacc, oh. one of those cheeky <laughs> cheeky vines. Um, <laughs> clearly, it's setting up Palpatine's return in Rise of Skywalker, right? This idea of trying to find everlasting life artificially because he understands that his way of living, the Sith, you you, you, you don't attain everlasting life, right? Being a Jedi, you do have that possibility. And that that's always been an ongoing kind of idea in Star Wars, right? How the Sith can kind of beat out death. Yeah, how they can cheat it. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I wish, part of me wishes that we're seeing more of this beef, this juice in live action <laughs> as opposed to Bad Batch animation. However, if we can have both, that would be great. But I, I really hope that this isn't it. And I can't help but think that. I'm sorry if I'm being miserable. And like, oh, you know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But I just... That was my immediate thought, despite how awesome it is, despite how cool the scenes were. And the scenes were very, very cool, weren't they? Very yes. cool. And I, I was actually kind of surprised. Like, oh, mate, third episode? Third episode? And we're we're dropping the big papa himself, and he's, like, good, getting good involved. Point. and mm, Pretty naughty. Pretty naughty. I know what you mean, mate. This is, this is the somehow in how Palpatine returned. They are now explaining the somehow. Yes. I hope they do get it in live action, mate. If it, This is what why you have a big old connective tissue of, of different formats, because 
you could show it in Mando, you could show a bit in Bad Batch, you could show a bit in maybe uh, Ahsoka if you want, um, any other shows, maybe the new Star Wars Jedi game will have something about it in it, who knows, a little bit of something and everything and it just enriches what happened, but of course it all comes from the fact that, and again, sorry to everyone listening, but it was cack-handed in the, in the sequels as to how Palpatine returned. Yes, you could look at it that Poe and the gang literally have no idea, which is why they're like, I don't know, somehow he's back. But yeah. they're having to answer those questions now, aren't they, mate? Yeah. Um, Palpatine is like, oh, not everyone is going to like what we're doing here. You know, some yeah. people, even within our own order, are going to think it's an abomination. And that's when I, that's when I thought of episode nine. Yep, that's a really that's a joke because abomination. I'm joking. <laughs> he's just dropped his mic. He's he's just dropped his mic. He's left for this week now. It's me carrying on <laughs> after that. <laughs> you I'm know, there'll be somebody who will say I'm that. I'm having a laugh. I'm having a laugh. I'm having a laugh. I'm winding. Have a banana. Oh, oh, you're having a laugh. You're having a laugh. Yes, I am. Somebody online has has clipped that screenshot with the subtitles and put. The Rise of Skywalker next to it. I'm really digging the Rise of Skywalker recently, man. But um, no, yeah, me too. I, actually, me too. For what it's worth, for sure. It, and yeah, it's because I'm of just, stuff like this. And what it also makes me think is, you know, what, what Gideon was doing. Even though I think it was so stupid, and I've, yeah, I really do think Super Clone Gideon was was stupid. Um, I know. It now makes me think that he was actually he, he took this and was like, do you know what? Don't worry about the Empire. I'm going to use this for myself. So he was almost like an outlier, and then they're just going to pick it up and continue. I, it, rather than all of this leading <laughs> up to Gideon having 10 minutes in some stupid suit. But um, I, I love think, this build-up, mate. Hang on. Hang on. Go on. Do, Go you, on. do you think that was actually Gideon, or do you think that was a clone of Gideon? And that's, we'll an, that's an episode another. by itself almost. I, I hope it was a clone of Gideon just because... It's a bit of a punk way to go out because Gideon is so cool. It's Gideon Carlo, man. Um, I don't know. Imagine if it was just a, a clone who just escaped and was just having fun. Yeah. Um, like cosplaying dun, dun, in a suit. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have a moustache or whatever it was, but and he got yeah, caught in the war. He didn't. Like, oh, no. But no, it's didn't. true. It's true. But And as Star Wars no. fans, we look at stuff, which could just be a, a wardrobe thing where he's like, I didn't turn up with a moustache today, deal with it. And they're like, I do think, you know what? Um, Gideon doesn't have one now. I think that's something we need to carry, you know, into all Star Wars projects is pay attention to the facial hair. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally with that, especially with, especially from those old films where you've got those sideburns. How do they how do they stack up to things like the ones in Amando, which yeah. in the universe are only a few years later, are the sideburns still as effective? Are they still as impressive? I don't that's know. Do they have stick on beards like they did in Return of the Jedi? I don't think they well, do. It, I think Favreau and Filoni have got a lot of work to do to get that authenticity back of the time by like sticking beards on people um, that's, that is no, true I, I dug this episode mate I, I i i i smell what you're cooking though in the sense that we are now explaining such huge things seemingly all over the place it is in mando it, I, I just checked it was season three of mando you were correct when mm. they came up with mm. necromancer and now in bad batch see i don't mind it because i'm going to keep we are going to keep up to date with all of it but exactly. if you're not then you may not know what's going on but i'm glad yeah. that they're doing it though and i'm glad that they've trusted the bad batch specifically to, to to say what we said up top what some people think is just a kid show and a cartoon show the fact that they're trusting this to basically begin the most nefarious of schemes of all time to keep the emperor from dying mm. i think it's a huge deal and, and given us hemlock 
who Palpatine says, you know, you are, you are a brilliant asset in this. And he, he, though he does have a don't choke on your aspirations moment where he's like, you know, oh. make me the head of science and stuff. Uh, and Palpatine's like in due course, but so they're setting up Hemlock as a, as an all timer villain. I hope he really, I hope he um, capitalizes on what has been set up with him. But no, I, I think, I think it's a big deal them giving us this so early and also in a bad moment. And I'm, I love the way they did it. I love the way it felt like a slow burn, the way they built up to it. They, they name dropped it. You go through the ray shields, you see the vessels, you don't see what's inside it. You've got ray the whole shields. Omega blood stuff. Haven't you mate? You, you know, they're building up to something. Yeah. I loved it. I really yeah. did. Big time, big time stakes. There were stakes. I, I love that in the timeline, it's not long after revenge of the Sith that, you you see what well, yeah. I mean? It's in, it's in Revenge of the Sith. You see the Death Star being built, right? That's expanded upon in Rogue One and everything that Rogue comes before one. Rogue One, where they're like, right, we're building this. It's not quite ready yet. We're figuring this out, and yeah, that's that is remarkable. Very well handled. And now, of course, Palpatine's looking into well, let's 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 figure out Plan B. Yeah, how can I cheat death if something happens? If I'm betrayed. How can I? How can I ensure that my ideology, that my uh, empire, can outlive me? How can I yeah. outlive me? My body. There's no yeah. rule of two here. Yeah, yeah. He's he. Palps is trying to break the mold, isn't he? You know, yeah. instantaneously. And actually, in defence of this story, in defence of you know my own criticism, where I'm like, oh, you know, I wish it was live action. Yeah, and I do, I do, and I hope they do keep. You know, exploring that and explaining that. Yes, I hope that it's cohesive because as of, of right course. now, it's it's cohesive between the Mandalorian and Bad Batch. Um, from from a timeline perspective, this is actually perfect. This is where it belongs. You know, <laughs> not long after Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, right. He's got control of the galaxy and he's and he's gaining control of it. How can we protect that? How can Palps protect that? And I loved, I loved the line. I know I made a joke about it, but I loved the line. Like not everyone, even even within the Imperium, even within the Empire, there are there are people that would be like, "This is whack. This ain't right." Yeah, you know, I love that. Yeah, I mean, this is during a time where there's still an Imperial Senate. Yeah, early days. There is yep. there's the Senate. There is an element of perceived democracy. Yeah. So people are thinking, well, maybe there'll be a succession. Maybe with that Palps is thinking, nah, mate, I'm I'm <laughs> forget that. I'm <laughs> I'm the daddy. Same. He 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 almost wants to become like a god, doesn't he? He he well, thinks it. of himself as that. Um oh mate, yeah, fantastic. It's yeah. kind of it's kind of that's that is the thing this kind of scene in and and these moments in the third episode kind of overshadow everything right because it gives us an idea of where everything's going not just bad batch but that it's it's episode nine and that's a really cool you know that's a lot of meat that's a lot of meat Uh, yeah that's why the the connections and canon that's why i love it mate because Uh. without it who cares? And I do mean that. Mm. Without it, it's like, who cares what they think of it as an abomination? We don't know where it goes. We know where it goes. And now these lads have got to have been given the task to, as I always say, twist that knife a bit. We know where it ends. Show us how we get there. Now we know with Omega that we, 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 we hear in the first episode, do not let your blood fall into the hands of the scientists. It would be bad. Why? Mm. It would be mm. bad. Just don't do it. And then this episode, 
her blood sample is taken by um by emery car by dr car and this is what i said up top about she's a, she's she's like a fish caught on a boat she's flip-flopping everywhere because i'm thinking oh she's going to help her maker she's going to help her sister because she even says i never thought i had a sister i'm so i'm so glad yeah. and at the end when she, when we we see the it's almost like a ticking clock isn't it we see that cog with all the blood transfusions going round and we know it's eventually going to get to omegas and when it does she looks at it and it cuts away so we're left to assume i reckon she's taken it out she's not gonna she's gonna protect omega turns out she doesn't turns out mm. she, they she lets omega's blood be tested and the the the, the revelation at the end is pretty big where you know the the, the, the lads is well the lads crosshair and omega are trying to get off the planet they initiate plan 72 and hijack a shuttle and Carr says to Hemlock, look, Omega's M count, midichlorians, would, they, they won't degrade upon transfer. There's something about them yeah. that upon transfer, no degradation will happen. We can actually use this. this. This is almost like the next step in our plan to get where we need to go. And obviously Hemlock's like, yeah, all right, <laughs> let them go. We're going to find them. I've got all the money in the world. Palps has given me all the resource. That's a huge deal because everyone says, you know, Grogu's going to be used to harvest, and maybe he was. We know they took some of Grogu's blood. Maybe they use a little bit of Omega's, and this, and this is again all theory, theory, but that kind of stuff is like, yeah, man. That when we get to Tross, you know, what we see is like this weird amalgamation of like Grogu of Omega of all these other different clones of species, mm. species and whatever create this abomination in Episode Nine, which is what he is in Episode Nine when we first see him. I and think Snoke, that is Snoke as well, isn't it? Snoke yeah. as well, yeah. And he doesn't even Snoke isn't a fully formed thing. Um, yeah, man. Is it? I find it all very exciting, and I I hope they keep continue that in live action, and we get to see a bit further down the line, closer to you know the first order and trust to see where this not where it leads to because we know, but the next steps. But that's a huge deal at the end where they're like, yeah, we can let her go because she is that important. And if Hemlock is that much of a baddie, I believe he'd probably drain every bit of blood out of her to save the emperor. All of those um, absolute gangsters uh, in 2015 to 2017, and maybe even a bit of 2019, um, that were like, oh, Snoke, he's a clone of Django Fett. Oh, And uh, Ezra, everyone else. But yeah, that one. But the Django Fett, mate, that's not far from the truth, is it? (laughs) It's going to end up up being true. Can (laughs) you imagine? We'll be watching Attack of the Clones on the watch along in uh, in a few weeks' time. We'll be like, see that bloke there? Yeah. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you made me. Look what you have made. (laughs) So stupid. So stupid. But I'm. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Well, we I'm I'm looking forward to seeing it explained properly because I think that um yeah, it's 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 the the beginnings, it's the early days of that process of figuring out how to clone Snoke and Palpatine and even that kind of isn't always explained. Like is Snoke a placeholder for while they're trying to perf- yeah. Oh yeah, I suppose they are because they're trying to perfect Palpatine because Palpatine can't exist without that little claw thing until he zaps the life force out of ray dyad it's mental isn't it <laughs> it's absolutely when you say it out loud it's so it's so crazy i'm not gonna say stupid it's so crazy but it's yeah. star wars in it but now we're gonna find out how we got to be on that crane um and it also yeah. could be that kind of like the, the tragedy of not darth plague the wise but 
of everything that, you know, they, they chased Amiga around the galaxy. They harvested Grogu and pretty much for nothing because Palps is dying in the render the, the rise of Skywalker. And the only thing that saves him is, you know, using the life force of Ben and Ray. So everything that they try is destined to fail, which I also think mm. adds that tinge of, yeah, uh, bittersweet of bleakness of bittersweetness that, you know, whatever Hemlock and the lads do to the clones or Omega or Grogu and everything, no, none of it matters because it doesn't really work. Um, yeah, it's true. the dyad that helps it. And I think that's quite cool. But um, yeah, I think it's, I really, I really enjoy it. Mate. Another bleak, dark, heavy episode. Um, I did think for a minute that they were going to go full bad batch and you never go full bad batch anymore, but I thought they were going to where mm. cross here and, Omega are that you know she's broken him out they've escaped you know easily enough fine um and they're like right we need to find a ship and Omega says oh no oh no everything's on lockdown the only ship is the emperor's Let, we're going to have to steal that and I thought oh, you are not stealing papa's ship yeah, I can't allow that because that's just going to be crazy <laughs> and then, and then, and crosshair's like yeah we, we ain't doing that we're basically <laughs> find another one and then she's like, I actually know where there's another ship. So I thought, thank the maker for that. Because imagine if they were like, oh, then we stole the most evil bloke in the galaxy ship and he just let us get away. Yeah. I'm so glad that they didn't do that. Um, but for a minute, I thought they would. And, you know, I joked about the old one-way flight to Switzerland earlier, but ge- generally, <laughs> I think uh, I think the relationship between old Sniperhead Crosshair <laughs> And Amiga Omega is really sweet, especially in the third episode when it's they're hurt when he together. dies saving her. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what true. I think is going to happen. But they it, they, they got to die. They got to rogue one it. Are they going to rogue one it, or is it just going to oh, be Hunter and Omega? I think by the time we get to the mid-season point, which to be fair isn't actually that long, because we've got a few single episodes and then we've got another double episode drop in a few weeks. I think by the time we get to mid-season, I think we'll be in a position to be like, yeah, I think maybe only one or none of them's going to make it out of the minute. I don't know. I mean, Echo's basically a zombie at this point, anyway. <laughs> Echo might as well give it up. Uh, yeah. Rex, we know well, Rex was never part of the batch, so it'd be safe. Hunter, I mean, Crosshair's gone. I think Crosshair will be gone. Hunter and Wrecker, I don't know because Wrecker's like the big beefy old uh, goon, isn't he? Are they gonna are they gonna mm. kill off the big boy? But I could see him yeah, doing I, one of those cliche try. sacrifices where, kind of like Paz Vizsla almost in Mando, where he's the big guy and he's like, "I'll hold them all off whilst you escape." Yeah. Like um, that, um, like the oh. like the yellow transport um, cargo droid and that lady in Obi Wan Obi Wan Kenobi, where they just like they're like, "Right, go." Hey, <laughs> save the in dream that, in the hallway. They're just like, right, let's uh, let's get let's get a bit thermal up in here. You <laughs> you've got a shield. I've got a detonator. Let's go, <laughs> let's go, let's go, Del Boy. Let's go. Getting Rodney in that tunnel, but I don't know, mate. I again, maybe it's because I'm thirty something years old, and I think the story almost calls that. It almost kind of feels like they kind of have to all rogue one it, but. Mm. then i we've also spoken again that will will that be something that kids can watch and there's grief and loss and then there's just killing everyone Um, yes i I think i think one will survive i don't know who it will be Mm. if it'll be hunter or cross uh, wrecker sorry possibly wrecker but then what good is he it's got to be but then he's 
father he's so impulsive it will be it will hot take wouldn't it be funny if it was crosshair in the end like the reluctant father true the, the dude who committed yeah the dude who committed war crimes but then maybe maybe not that might be some mixed mixed messaging i don't know i'm i'm interested all it's in all mate, isn't it yep yep it's he just stunned the doctor though he, it's he a did, classic shoot star war yeah but just as well because she was like being a nerd and be like, no, don't go, stay, it will be better. They all say no. Yes, shut up. Shut yeah. up, Carl. Shut up. You're wrong. You are wrong. Yeah, you're well intentioned, but you're you're wrong. Um yeah. no, I I in a really enjoyable first three episodes, mate. Like I said, not perfect at times. I think it's 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 actually fair to question the themes of, 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 of some of them, like the first episode, like opening with something that is quite bleak. Bit weird, I think, actually. Bit weird. However, it's a really good episode. Maybe in some ways, and I do think it's in some ways the strongest. And, and yeah, yeah. It's, it's paradoxical in itself, isn't it, right? Because at the end of the day, I shouldn't worry about what other people think. It's just about me. But I can't help but think, as, as a podcaster, someone who's into this, I get asked questions about it all the time, can't help but think, yeah, I wonder how this will do. Because that, that opening needs to be strong. Otherwise, people will just click off. You can't expect your audience, you can't demand an hour and a half from your audience if you don't hook them in the first few minutes yeah the streaming and it's entertainment and point. media is way too competitive oh. for that maybe i'm maybe i'm being too deep maybe mm. i'm being too cynical about it even right no no but, you're not um, you're not it's it's, it's the paradox it. yeah, because it, yeah. it's a great episode it it's is a great fantastic. episode yeah it's fantastic and you and i have been waxing lyrical about it we've been getting all yeah. waxed up about it mate yeah. but um yeah like what did he Ooh, like a cow. Um, what do the naysayers say about it? Again, as per a recap, you know, I haven't looked online to see what the world thinks about it. I think people are going to enjoy this episode. I think yeah, that's something everybody. But it's the question of do they think that's a strong first episode? I do. It seems like you do as well. We know you do as well because you've said it. It is a strong first episode, but that tone is so different compared to what we're used to. But I am here for it. I love it. I think it's a really strong three episodes, mate. Ha- yes. Has it? You know, my fi- So my final thoughts really really strong three episodes i think there was a bit of something for everybody uh i really actually like that mature vibe i know people don't like that word too much but i and i love the fact that everything feels you know we're we're, we're in the you know we're in the rapids now we're, we're being pushed somewhere we're <laughs> not <rapids>. diverting <laughs> we're in those rapids mate we're going somewhere um, love the rapids. that is exciting um so yeah i really enjoyed this mate the question is my final question for you then mate is you know, are you are you excited now for next week and to see where we get for episode four, or are you still holding out that oh, I don't know? There could be bumps along the road, and it might be a bit cack. I think there are going to be weird little filler episodes, filler missions, yeah, which in 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 themselves can be very enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. some of the filler can be absolute like a, a joy to watch. Um, I have a suspicion. This could be a very, very good season. Ooh. A very good season. For me personally, this is the this could be the strongest start to uh, a bad batch season. 
And 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 the others started pretty strong. That that first episode from that first season, very strong. It was super long, mm. wasn't it? It was it was a special. And yes. uh, yeah, but I'm I'm really impressed. I'm going to caveat that by saying I'm really really happy they released three episodes. If they released just the one, mm-hmm. I don't think I I would be a little bit more worried about like oh that what a way that's a weird way to start this season. Mm-hmm. Although I love it. That's it, it's it's theme. It just feels so different to what came before it. But yeah, yeah, I suppose you could look at it like yeah, the last, the finale of the last season. Tech died. That was pretty miserable. That was pretty bleak. So <laughs> listen, shut up, Luke. What do you think, man? Celebration. What, what do you yeah, say? No, yeah. Pretty much what you think, mate. There, yeah, there's yeah, always yeah. going to be bumps along the road. I think I do. I think I think the bumps will be a little less bumpy because I, from what I've seen, yeah. just from heard from other people, it does seem very focused like the you know people have said we're not really going on wild mission of the weeks here we might have to go on a little detour but it doesn't feel so out of place that it disrupts the flow that excites me and of course those the the filler missions like you say they they feel more so when when it's week on week we've had three delicious episodes in one go next week we've got one if next week's one is a bit like episode two for example was this week where it's just they go on a mission blow things up and move on a step Maybe we'll be a bit like, oh, I want more. Maybe we've been spoiled having so many in one week, but I'm used to that. I'm getting used to that more now that next week's one doesn't have to be a banger. They don't all have to be 10 out of 10s. All I ask is that it feels tonally similar and that we feel like where we're going is, um, it feels like it's gonna where we're going is where we're going to end up. And I'm here for the ride, my friend. I'm, I feel like where we're going is where we're yeah. going to end up. It makes sense in my head. Like, th- like where we're going in this in these episodes, I, I think that's where we're going to end up. That we're going to end up on a pretty bleak, heavy feeling. Whereas yeah. I don't think we're. I don't think we're only going to get six episodes of parties. <laughs> I mean, the like the closing shot of the show, like the last ever episode of Amiga's face, just slowly close, slowly closing her eye, drained out, and you just hear. <laughs> this tech what's going to do the Hunger Games the Hunger Games <laughs> live long and prosper or whatever they just throw Hunter into a into a skip and burn him it's like see you later kids uh, yeah, mate, I'm yeah, really looking forward to next week we're not doing recaps week on week everybody but we will probably give our thoughts on our Patreon shows and all that as well mm, and I'm sure yeah. if, any, if anything dirty happens we'll probably cover it as and when but this was more just let's recap and react to those first three episodes which Lukey boys seem to really enjoy yeah and matt so that's it mate wrap ru- 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 up how it was great to hear this song by the way you know the the dan the the so good do you mean intro this one yeah oh oh yeah now we're talking Sessions back again, boy. My heart and blood all rend, boy. Clone wars ain't enough, boy. So you're asking when, boy? Recapping every week, boy. That batches on your screen, boy. Made that Disney Plus debut. Made that back on hot It's the bad batch. Hi. 
Hi, this is Daniel Roebuck. Hey, what's up? It's Taylor Gray. This is Misty Roses. This is Mike Evans. This is Jeremy Kuhn. I'm the director of A Disturbance in the Forest, producer of Napoleon Dynamite, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Right, Bad Batch episodes one, two, three are done. They're in the bag. The sessions have reacted, and now we need a drink. So thankfully, we've pulled up not the Havoc Marauder like the Batch have, but the A6 Falcon outside of our favourite dusty drinking hole, the Mantina. And the only question that remains now, my friend, is shall we? Uh, let's do it. Okay, yeah, come on, come on, come on. Can I offer you a libation? To celebrate the closing of our shared narrative. Can I persuade you to join us for a drink? Oxy, give me the spiciest drink you've got. Pour me another Park Kellen sling. Where are you going, Master? For a drink? Yes, each week here in the Bantina, we hear from you lot, the greatest listeners in the galaxy. We have a couple of Kef beers, and we want to hear your thoughts on what we've been discussing. So this morning we asked... What did you lot think of the introductory episode to The Bad Batch Season 3? And we've got some responses. Yeah, we've got some uh, big boy, big boy responses. We've got Ooh. Tracy Haig. We're going to start on Instagram. Tracy Haig says, Poor Hunter, he's angry and desperate to get a mega back. I'm disappointed with Echo for leaving them. But I'm loving this new relationship with Crosshair and Omega. Plus, she finally has a dog. Betcha, betcha. Um... <laughs> Betcha. Love, I love that. What a name. Betcha. 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 Betcha is, is Hatties, isn't it? I'm sure. It could be. <laughs> I'm convinced I've heard Betcha Betcha probably in The Phantom Menace. Or is it Attack of the Clowns? Betcha Betcha, Wado. I don't know. That would then be, it would be the prequels. Dog, dog, Wado. <laughs> right. Alex, hey, Alex Fletcher. All the way from Scotland. Uh, the first episode gave us Andor vibes. Yeah, spot on. Absolutely love the cold opening and where they are at in the story at the end of episode three. I love that they're not dragging out certain moments, especially in episode two with the pike. Yes, I cheeky revisits <laughs> the pike, mate. Yeah, I saw that. And I can't help but think of Book of Boba Fett. Um, I feel like that could have been a whole episode, but instead they just cut to the chase and got on with things. Can't wait to see what happens. Uh, Twin Suns collecting. Pretty good. I can understand why they dropped three and one to go and really get the story going this season. Mm-hmm. And we got Danny Fandom saying, let's go. Um, love it, mate. Loving the feedback, loving the comments. We've got even more comments on like uh, threads. Um, but we'll leave it there for the time being because otherwise we'll just be here all day, mate. Yeah, like it's 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 a Star Wars Wednesday. Don't we love a yes. Star Wars Wednesday? You know, I love Star Wars Wednesdays. Yeah, we're back, if, if, mate. Even with animation, it's special. It's it's tasty. I'm here for it, mate. It's huge. Um, what else we got over on over on Bookface Facebook? I mean, Watson said it was a strong start. I thought episode one was bleak thematically, mm. but it was really compelling. Mm-hmm. As the story widened out through episodes two and three, there started to be hints dropped to connections with things that happened in other series, which I loved. And the music was a standout. The Kiners have once again uh, bought their A-game. Fantastic, fantastic sound bed to this opening three episodes. Um, over on X, X.com, uh, the Max Rebo experience said it was good. But thank goodness they didn't release episode one by itself. So similar to what Luke Ball was alluding to, 
earlier on. And just for just for the bants of it, I've just jumped onto our Discord. Um, Eamon, Eamon Jacobs, proper journo trademark, said mm. the horror vibes in the second episode were cool as hell. And and Alex said, absolutely loved the first three episodes. Can't wait to see where it goes. I think we'll be seeing the bounty hunters next week, one hundred percent. She also says, Ooh. you know, does Crosshair know what happened to Tech yet? Interesting, interesting. They did, uh, they, you know, they did mention Tech in one of the episodes, and Crosshair was like, oh, I bet he did. Interesting, but yeah. So from what we've seen so far, pretty good uh, reaction. One comment or a couple of comments about I'm glad they didn't release episode one by itself, which is you know similar to what you said, my friend. Yeah, it seems from what we've got so far, though, mate, it seems pretty positive. Yeah, I, th- I think there's been a lot of positive like engagement. Let me just um, nip quickly. I put a message on our Discord last night saying, "Right, spoiler, spoiler chat, mute it." All after yes. discussion, go on there. Um, I'm just having a little cheeky look. Yeah, Owen, what yeah, he said, he, you already read out his message, didn't you? Eamon said yeah, yeah. yeah, wicked. Mate, loving it. Absolutely loving it. I think um, we're going to have messages coming through there like throughout the day as people get to yeah, watch keep it. Keep them coming. Yeah. The only thing is, mate, they, they've kind of reverted, and I get it because it's animation, so more family-focused they've gone back to the 8am British time release schedule which is like middle of the am in New York and like midnight Los Angeles right what a weird time to just drop it kids can wake up in the morning before school and watch it I don't know yeah I I don't know I I think they need to figure that out mate I think they need to figure that out it's no bother to us is it because whether it dropped at 3am or 8am I ain't watching it until I've woken up and had my toast so. exactly it's more there's arguably it's it's more convenient for us but I know for the brand it's probably better to release it a bit earlier right yeah like when we're asleep maybe um, yeah I totally yeah. agree but yeah, yeah people yeah. can wake up in the morning before school if they can maybe like we used to do in the old days watch a 20 minute cartoon and go to school maybe yeah, that's fine. what they're thinking maybe i am literally thinking too much into it but um yeah i don't know i don't know why they've done that but for us in the uk so well, me and luke anyway doesn't really change anything because we'll just watch it when we can during yeah. the day anyway and then yeah. text each other about how good or bad it was won't we mate so yeah uh, true look, true looking forward to that but yeah guys keep those comments coming in just because we're not going to read them out on the show why because we've just recorded it we still want to hear it and it still gets the conversation going between the sick heads community out there so yeah. for those who have sent any comments thank you very much if you didn't hear your comment featured please continue to send in your thoughts every week and maybe you'll be featured on an upcoming stint in the Bantina for extra content go to patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions you know it's going to be so good best podcast Best podcast. Mm, best uh. podcast. part of the Budabot Bantina. We got a boy, Jeff Hine, kind of new patron with, I think this is his first. Is this his first? I think so. Patron question or second? Mate, there's so many lately, you know, it's oh, <laughs> losing track. Uh. You guys are the best, honestly. Jeff asks this random morning thoughts. Is Grogu going to show up in season three of the beard bitch um matty boy grogu bad batch this season no mm. I, 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 and that's 
well, tr- very truncated answer, but I think to I think the Mandalorian is he's focusing on the let's harvest the little green friend's blood for Palpatine. I think the Bad Batch will focus on let's harvest the little kids from blood for Palpatine, and mm. they can remain dark in their own lanes. But um, I don't think so. But the timeline, like you said up top, mate, uh, the timeline is bang on the money for this. Grogu's out there, however. I think they're going to keep his story contained. So what happens to him when he's with Keller and Beck, Armored Best, I think that'll be shown in another flashback in The Mandalorian because, you know, they want to get Armored Best back. Come on, you've got Armored. He's, you know, we love Armored here on the sessions. Show him in live action. Give him it. If he's going out in a blaze of glory, do that in live action in Mando season four mm-hmm. or the film or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, could, could we see him? Yes, but I do also think it would be a bit... I, I think he's going to be so far into hiding now that for the Batch to stumble upon him would be a little bit odd, almost counterintuitive to the fact that he's meant to be in hiding. So he could do, but I'm going to stick with my initial no. I don't think he's going to. What do you mate, think, mate? That's a great question. A I, good can s- I can see the appeal. I can see the logic behind it. Um, no. I don't think so. I think while you've got the Mandalorian uh, in production, and while you have Bad Batch in production as well, and I know there was like a you know a difference in the, in in the two. Um, I just think it, it, it the the creatives behind it wouldn't want to confuse the two. They yeah. wouldn't want the crossover just in case they they change their mind on something. True. Yeah, I, th- I, I, th- I think it could come down to something as, as as simple as that, Jeff. It's a great idea. There's always maybe, but I think my honestly, my brain and my heart saying it's unlikely. It would be pretty cool, um, but like Matt said, yeah, we got Ahmed, we got AB. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure we'll see more. I'm, se- I'm, I'm sure we'll see more. Jeff, great question, mate. Love it. Yeah, great first question, mate. Uh, and everybody out there, we definitely want to hear what you think. Do you think they're cashing on that little green guy's green appeal for the money? Or is that going to be a Mando only thing? Will we see Grogu in season three of the Bad Batch? We think not. Mm-hmm. What do you mm-hmm. think? Uh, next question is from Lloyd Hunt. He says, All right, me lovies. He's apparently from the Midlands. He says, All right, my lovies. Lloyd here. Here we go. <clears throat> it's mm. 2023. And Disney still riding high on the universal praise from the fandom and critics for Star Wars The Sith Strike Back decides to cash in further by announcing a new Galaxy's Edge to be located in Billericay, Essex. <laughs> they are asking the fans for suggestions as to what the main attraction slash ride should be. What are your killer ideas? Lukey Boy, new theme park in the wilds of Billericay. Sith mm. Strike Back. Main attraction. Right. Okay. Okay. The thing is, Lloyd, I have been thinking about this for a little while, right? I like that. You're a patron. You know, I did a journal recently explaining that mm-hmm. Universal Studios are building a fat-off Universal Studio theme park here in the UK, in Bedfordshire, about an hour north of London, right? Yep. Um, Disneyland Paris has not had a lot of strong competition. It's not on the level, arguably, arguably it should be, Um the, the Disney Corporation should have built like another theme park. It was they were they're contractually meant to build like another theme park, and they've never done it. They've found legal loopholes to kind of to <laughs> keep pushing it back, keep pushing it back, keep pushing it back. But there was a deal with the French government to build another Disney theme park, right? Like akin to 
in California, you've got the two parks. At Disney World, you've got the four parks, so on and so forth, right? Um, so I think the reality of Disney leaning on their brands like Star Wars and building a European Galaxy's Edge is getting more and more feasible. But let's 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 take your your question as gospel. In yeah, they're, they're going to build it. They're going to build it in Billericay, mate. Um, trench run, trench run. Mm. Yeah, a new hope. Oh. It's a classic. It's a classic. You pilot an X one just like in in Galaxy's Edge wherever right east or west you pilot the millennium falcon take that technology you've got a trench run bang you become an x-wing pilot it's a way of mixing it up you've got people going into cockpits you know like a conveyor belt of people it it's an to me it's it's a no-brainer mate it's a no-brainer trench run people love a trench run don't they that'd be awesome yeah mate so how cool would that be and I'd like the Galaxy's Edge the, 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 the kind of brand it doesn't necessarily have to be Bar 2 keep Bar 2 in, in the United States Good show. Make, a, make another planet or maybe even make it a familiar planet and have it we're seeing this more now it doesn't need to be set in one era don't be too concerned with the canon of everything just make it enjoyable it's yeah that's pop. That's the only, yeah, that's the only <laughs> thing. I think they took it maybe a bit too seriously. Yeah, but and now they've got Ahsoka and Mando walking around. It's kind of, well, you've, you've realised, you, you've kind of gone back on the whole canan- can, um, canonical uh, nature of Bartu. Anyway, right, Matt, what are you saying, mate? What's, what's your <laughs> idea? Yeah, it's a great point, and I love the idea of the planet being canon, and because they've used it in yeah, books and comics, idea. and that's great, fantastic. Idea. But yeah, I think the theme park should, and like the shops and that ogre and the 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 authorian Sav- savvies and yeah, savvies oh, yeah, and yeah, Doc yeah, keep keep those canon, have them appear in stories. But I think yeah, whatever happens in the theme park should be you know contained to the theme park. Let's keep it what it is, you know, it's an amusement park, but. I haven't been there yet. I want to go, and I'd probably love all of the canonicity of it. But um, if they did it in Billy Ricky, just past the old Essex Grill Five kebab shop, uh, yeah, the, the trench run mate would be quality, and it would also satiate those who want to see the OT. When we've had it for fifty years, but there are still people who want to only see the OT. Um, mm. I can't beat that. Uh, the only thing I can think of is a more is similarly to like it's not like smugglers running that you have lots of people involved, but it is because you have lots of people involved. And it is some form of pod race, um, or like you do the Boontarif Classic, and I don't know how it would work. Basically, it's a massive arcade thing, but it's it'd be all on like one wall or something like that, or you'd have to have your own screens. But I think something because you you mentioned OT, and I was like, well, I'm going to go for the prequels. What is there in the PT which could work other than like the Battle of Geonosis, where you have to just kill lots of Geonosians, which may not work for Disney's family-friendly image. You can't have the battle on Mustafar because dismemberment. Um, mm. And you can't have Order 66, as fun as that would be. You know, you've got to slice up the younglings and all those Jedi. You know, a pod race. But like, somehow make it incredibly immersive. Don't just have it being the same as the Phantom Menace, but some, something like that. If, if, if you're going to pick the trench run, which I think would be insane, yeah, a, a pod race where you win, you get something at the end of it. Great fun, but eventize it somehow. Mm. Uh, otherwise like yeah some bonkers roller coaster where Palpatine's just throwing lightning at you and um, stuff like that <laughs> happens and Snoke's R- just shouting at you Rise of the Resistance is the perfect ride 
I've heard everyone say it. So I don't need to. It's almost like that doesn't need change. You could reskin it, maybe, but that is, for me, that is the greatest ride I've ever been on comfortably. Oh, mate, don't, don't. I need to go on it. Everyone I know or trust has said it is bomb digger. They've said it's incredible. Even the only, only person who ever had any kind of grumble on it was Adam Driver when he came off and said Carlo Ren wouldn't lose. <laughs> that was it. Other than that, Love he it. loved it. Um, Love it. Yeah, everyone Love I know it. said it is insane, and I think even yeah. the the haters, for one of a cringy term, would have to. Uh, I imagine would have to say this is quality. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. run pod racing something along, along those lines otherwise just reskin a roller coaster and call it like palpatine's parade or something i don't know <laughs> something like that yeah yes always a bigger fish to get oh to now that would fish. be a good one all right what happened to qui-gon yeah. he's woken up oh, all right let's <laughs> see that's, that's oh. force ghost force <laughs> ghost <laughs> his teeth fell out um jeff lloyd Fabulous questions. Will we see Grogu in season three of the Bad Batch? And you know, if there was going to be another main attraction or ride at a uh, another park, the Sith strike back. Lloyd says, "What would it be? You know, what would you guys pick as a new attraction at a new Disney Star Wars themed park? We'd love to hear your thoughts." But that is going to do it then for our time this week, bartender. Sorry about the same old mess every week, but we're going to be here next week cause just as much mess in the Bantina. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Star Wars Sessions game! That's right. At the end of every week, uh, we end the show with a cheeky game. This week, it's my turn to host. Therefore, Matty Boy's playing. Matt, do you want to know what you're playing, mate? You want to know the title? You're muted, mate. Unmute yourself for starters. That might this help. This is going to be madder than the Mad Batch. I had to say it again because I muted yeah. myself. I'm ready. Uh, right. Okay. This is gonna. This is called. Who are you going to tech off? Yeah. Wow. So tech, <laughs> tech gets killed off. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to give you two two characters. You have to kill one off. Tech off. Yeah, because he gets killed off a cable car. That's actually how they die. Right. So they fall I've got to, to pick their one to fall off a cable car. Correct. Jake. Correct. Who who would? It's basically who'd you rather die? Hondo <laughs> okay. Hon, Hondo Anaka or Rook. A little gim. Rook. See you later, Rook. Why? What's that? I don't know. Well, Hondo... Well, I mean, Hondo's got longevity. He's in Galaxy's Edge. Rook. Rook's a little punk. He, he used to annoy Zeb, and I'm not down for that. Okay. Uh, Mon Mothma, or the Seventh Sister. This is all Rebels-themed so far. <laughs> It'd be funny to see Mon Mothma flying through the air. Um, what, what would yeah, her but... final words be? Like, save the rebellion, save the dream. Um... Nah, you, you can't kill off the moth. Um, probably share like sister. her super super secret like hair conditioner she uses or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that's great. Uh, the seventh sister is going to get it. Okay, brilliant. Yep. <laughs> right, Duchess Satine, <laughs> Satine or Pong Krell. <laughs> that has a Star Wars name, Pong Krell. Um, 
just to annoy um, everyone, uh, Satine is going to die. Sorry, everyone, but you know, I can't have you being righteous. You need that tragedy to be the Jedi. We know you are. Pong, mm. you're surviving. Okay, it's called Pong, isn't he? Interesting. Pong. Uh, Governor Sio Bibble, yeah, <laughs> Bibble, <laughs> Bibble. Um, or, or here's a little bit of a curveball: Lux Bonteri. You know the oh, Separatist kid. I do, yeah. No, I was reading a story, but I had Lux in it the other day. Um, oh, it's Bibble because he's always waffling on about communications and invasion. So yeah, see you later. We don't need yeah. your negativity. Yeah, classic, classic. Uh, Barris Offy or Quinlan Voss? Well, we don't know if Barris has been Offied yet. So mm, and Quinlan Voss, he could be in this season of Bad Batch season three. Um, uh, so just for that, Quinn and Voss. Okay. Um, Omega, Mega, or Ryo Chuchi. <laughs> I love Chuchi, the old centre. Um, yeah. Oh, man, this is harder than I thought. I know. Um, I mean, Omega does want to be reunited with Tech, so it would be poignant to chuck her out of a cable car. That's true. Force ghost, Chuch- isn't it? Choochie, because the galaxy doesn't need any more politicians, even the good ones. Yeah. Um, so Choochie goes; she she gets longed off. Choochie's gone. Okay, and in the last one, did you, you said Lux, didn't you, Bonteri? Uh, no, I'm saving Lux. He, yeah, that's what. Sorry, that's what. Oh, I yeah, meant. sorry. So, yeah, okay, Lux, um, um, Amiga or Lux? Oh, <laughs> I never yeah. have liked the one name Lux. Um, yeah. So Lux is going. Yeah. Good choice, mate. Good choice. Okay. So Amiga or Mon Mothma? Oh, too righteous. I think you're afraid to kill off a kid, mate. I think you're afraid. No, I think you need to Titanic it up. I I could do that. Titanic. Throw you out the window. Um, If Jim Cameron could do it, Matt Hudson can. Well, that's it. It's like Mothma, isn't it? Mothma... We, we all love Mothma. The Moth. Um, Omega. Yeah, let's let's chuck Omega at the cable car one so she can be reunited with Tech. And also, let's see how the Batch can escape when they haven't got their Deus Ex hanging about. You win. You win the game. <laughs> you finally, Here we go. You finally ki- you killed off you killed off Omega. You killed off Omega. That's it. That's it. It was a test to see how long would it take. It didn't take you too long. Only like two two efforts with uh, with Amiga in the running. Well done, mate. Yeah, Bit thank of a you, cheeky mate. That one, game wasn't it? Was, it was darker than episode one of season three of the Bad Batch. That game, but sometimes we need to be mature in our games, mate. So I did. That was that was the idea. That was the plan all along. <laughs> yeah, I respect no, well it. Done. See you, Amiga. Well See done, you, mate. Amiga. Good job. Good no, job. Thank you, mate. Thank you, mate. I like how you can always shift things up each week, shifting tone, shifting game. Something new each week from Luke Bly. Something which I constantly say I need to get involved with. Something new, creative, killing yeah. younglings is what Lukey Boy is all about in Revenge the game. Revenge Sith, to be fair. You know, start inspiration and Inspiration to us all. Yeah. yeah. I don't oh. think Amiga's going to die, though, in this season, do you? <sighs> nah. No, I don't think so. I don't, I, think, I don't think so. I think most people are saying she'll be the only one if if, if only one survives it'll be her which yeah. i can see because i think they've got big plans and michelle ang kind of hinted that she reckons there's big plans for her yeah um, yep. obviously without saying anything more she's like oh no i think they've got plans but it'll, the plans could also be 
Palpatine's rotting corpse in the Rise of Skywalker. So yep. um, that is to be seen. Great discussion, though, mate. Cannot wait to, I don't want to wish it away, but I cannot wait to do a wrap up on the, on this season at the very end of it mm. and see where these first three episodes went. Was it as good as we hoped? Was it bad? Did it give us all the answers that we wanted or not? Who survived, who lives and whatever, and who dies? Not long to go, but we ain't there yet. However, what a fun discussion we've had. Uh, we'd love to know your thoughts on these first three episodes. Are you new to The Bad Batch? Did you love it? Did you hate it? Are you a veteran who did or didn't like these episodes? All that good stuff. Let us know because that is that for this episode of Star Wars Sessions. But the fun it doesn't end here. Of course it doesn't. No one's ever really gone except tech. Where can the world find us, Master Blywalker? you can find us at starwarsessions.co.uk search for us on x instagram threads facebook tiktok just search star wars sessions and you'll find us drop us a voice note or a message to our email which is hello there at starwarsessions.co.uk we've mentioned it a few times this episode patreon.com forward slash star wars sessions if it's within your means It'd mean the world to us if you could support the show. No dramas, if not, if you just don't want to. Maybe like, oh, I only, I can only handle an hour and 40-ish <laughs> minutes of these guys every week, yeah? Understand. Fair enough. I get it. I totally, totally get it. But it's there if you want it. Exactly. We love it. But if you want to support the show for free, just keep listening. We love that just as much. But do please consider leaving us that five-star rating and review on your podcast provider of choice. Not like the old days where it took ages. Now, scroll up, hit the five stars, and you're done. Those five stars really help the show grow, and they actually do. They introduce new listeners, and it's another way to hear from more of you each and every week. Yeah, we've had a few nice little uh, reviews lately. Even on we Apple Podcasts. It's it's harder to do reviews on Apple Podcasts because their interface is just ugly compared to Spotify. But really if you can, scroll down on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review, please. Mm-hmm. Please. Mm-hmm. Uh, and please tell all your Star Wars friends about mm-hmm. us. Tell your mum. Tell your dad. Tell your mates. Tell your cats. Tell your nearest clone trooper. I'm looking at you, Scott. Tell your Ewok. Tell your cousin. <laughs> the more the merrier. They get so spicier. Yeah, go and tell that dog called Batcher that this is the podcast you're looking for. So until next Batcha. time from me, see ya, bitcher. And from Luke. May the force be with you always. Luke, bitcher. <laughs> bitcher, bitcher. Oh, hef, join. Yeah, Jeff. That's why that's why you sign up to the Patreon to get a spoonerism right at the end of the right at the end of the show. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, hat. <laughs> they are Essex-based podcast heroes. It gets hostile when you shoot.